0: Hey, it's time for VoiceOver Body Shop. How's everybody doing out there? Of course, if you're watching live, why would you care if I said that? Our guest tonight is Elaine Clark. Hey, Elaine. Hi. We are going to talk about the whole VoiceOver biz and all the stuff that she does, which we're going to run out of time just talking about each one of them. So, our... George is not here. He's in Denver, or at least outside of Denver, at DOA at, where are you at?
1: I'm at the Podcast Movement Expo at the Gaylord Rock- of the Rockies uh, Convention Center, a Marriott property.
0: Cool. All right. Well, if you have a question for Elaine or for us about about Home VoiceOver Studios, but about the voiceover business, throw it in the chat room, because Jeff Holman's in there taking all those questions down, and we'll get those questions to Elaine right after our second break, so or after our first break. So, anyway, are we ready? Everybody ready? No earthquakes? It's not raining? VoiceOver Body Shop, right now. VoiceOver Body Shop is brought to you by... VoiceOverEssentials.com, the home of Harlan Hogan's signature products. Source Elements, the folks who bring you Source Connect. VOHeroes.com, become a hero to your clients with award-winning voiceover training. VoiceActor.com, your voiceover website ready in minutes. VoiceOver Extra, your daily resource for voiceover success. And by World Voices, the industry association of freelance voice talent. And now here's your hosts Dan and George. Well, hello there. Hello, I'm Dan Leonard, and sitting down is. <laughs> and you? Who Hi, are guys. you? <laughs>
1: I'm George the Tech.
0: <laughs> there we go. All right. I and told this him is... I had
1: one minute. Let's go. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> and this is voiceover <laughs> body shop or VOBS. Yes. All righty. Well, the big hashtag yesterday was
1: hurriquake. Uh <laughs> I wrote that the first time. I came up with it. Oh, you came up with that. Okay. <laughs> well, I did say it. Okay. I'm sure 20 people thought of it at the same time. But yeah. you know, anyway, most, yes, we had yeah, a hurricane. Yeah.
0: I mean, it was a tropical storm. The problem with, with, with rain in, in Los Angeles is, you know, they made it sound like it was a snowstorm coming or something. The most you know, dangerous part is people driving because they don't know how to drive for that yeah. stuff.
1: The thing that's restaurant around Los Angeles is there's a massive metropolitan area, and of course, all the media outlets cover the entire metropolis from San Diego up almost to Santa Barbara, right? So right. they're reporting stuff, and it only matters for this narrow band of people, right? right? And it makes the rest of the whole 15 million people freak out, so yeah, anyway, so, it was a little yeah. bit of a freak out for nothing, but I mean, for those that had flooding, I hope you're doing okay.
0: Yeah. Well, nothing here. It was Just just
1: wet. Yeah. I mean, LA, the basin and the valley has the most incredible flood control ever, yeah. you know, so it's not really a problem for, for us directly. But the mountains and the areas and the deserts, really, that's where it gets scary. So, yeah. We but hope everybody's that, safe. Apparently, it wasn't too bad.
0: And then, yeah. and then in the middle of that, and I kept thinking, you know, what, you know, what would be worse is having an earthquake in the middle of this? What happens? We get a
1: 5.1 earthquake in the middle of the thing.
2: <laughs>
1: I was like, "Well, it can't, it can't have a, we can't have a fire, so we no. pull that one out. So we'll what have an earthquake types, instead." Yeah. Somebody typed in the uh, comments: locusts. <laughs> no, <laughs> no Alrighty. locusts. We're no safe. locusts. Yes. All righty. Anyway, we have a great
0: guest tonight. Uh, one of our favorite people, Elaine Clark, has spent over 40 years in the communication industry, almost as many as me, as a coach director, audio engineer, producer, casting director, actor, author, app creator, podcaster, curriculum developer, and business owner. And I did that in one breath. From 1986, when Elaine founded The Voice One in San Francisco, uh, she sold it, uh, the voiceover and acting school in 2019, and Elaine has continued her quest for better speech communication. And she's proud to have trained and launched the careers of over 5,000 voice actors. Oh, you're the one, huh? From her trademark "making it mine" method, quickly to incorporate subtext to specific use of body and gestures to achieve desired results. Joining us from the Bay Area, the one and only Elaine Clark. Hi, Elaine. Hi. How are <laughs> you doing?
3: I'm doing great. We didn't have earthquakes, and we had ten minutes of uh, light rain.
0: Oh well, that's nothing new in San Francisco. It's in this, you know, but here it's. In the middle of august it seemed like well january only warmer it was yes. just kind of weird anyway so welcome to the show once again you haven't been with us for a while but uh we're glad to have you with us you know i, I start with my standard question how or more importantly why did you get into voiceover
3: <laughs> well i was a theater major in college and i also uh, got a degree in education and i was in plays and i was also a newlywed and we're still married after all these years. Oh. And uh, yay. Um, but, we've, uh, but he was like, uh, am I ever going to see you? Because when you're in a play, you're gone for like three or four months in rehearsals and shows. And then someone told me about voiceover. So I studied it. This was in 1980. Um, and, all of a sudden, and then I put together a reel-to-reel, went out there, started getting work.
0: Mm, didn't take, and it didn't take long. Because as an established well, actor transisting to voiceover is actually a little easier.
3: Well, it was uh, it was a bit of a challenge because I, I uh, moved from Louisiana, so I had a had a Louisiana accent, um, and my voice and I was younger. My voice was a little bit higher with the accent, um, so I had to work on it a bit. But I had a lot of like teenage stuff that I would do, you know, yeah. for spots.
0: <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. So, I, so how long did it take? You started. Let's see. If you started in nineteen eighty. You started a voiceover-centered acting school in 1986. What prompted you to do that?
3: You could only do so many lunches and coffees. So at the time... Can uh, I pick so, your
0: brain? <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> exactly. So the, at the time, there were only like 50 voice actors in San Francisco. And so uh, how did you get in? What did you do? What's going on? And so I, I just... Sort of naturally with my education background i thought well you know maybe i should start a school went into this um this casting director's office they had an empty space in their office and they said hey do you want to rent that and i went okay and that's how i started the school
0: (laughs) there you go (laughs) how many students did you start with
3: oh i don't know um a dozen or so and then it kind of grew from there so that i would have you know, around 250 students a year. Not all of them would go. Some of were, were ones that were taking multiple classes that had come in from the year before. So it just kind of progressed. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Now, in
0: 1995, we'll, we'll go ahead a nine
3: years. We'll jump ahead.
0: Okay. Whoosh. Whoosh. Uh, you wrote the first voiceover training book in 1995, There's Money Where Your Mouth Is. And it's now in its fourth edition and it's got a different (laughs) cover now.
3: Yeah, that's this (laughs) one.
0: Keeps changing covers.
3: Yeah. Uh, So well this one is the yes. So I um I it was funny because I thought, you know, I know a lot of stuff. I was directing video games, um, narration, I was I had worked in an advertising agency, I had was a media buyer prior to this, as I was getting my my voiceover career going. I thought, um, you know, I'm going to write a book on voiceover because there isn't a training book out there um, that I am going to, uh, and I, that way people will leave me alone and I'll just be an actor. So I, uh, I was talking to, to someone and said, hey, here's the, the direct line on, uh, for the guy who's, who's the publisher over at Random House, here's his direct phone number. So I called him up, talked to him, and he said, uh, write a proposal. I wrote a proposal. Two weeks later, I had a contract, and that's how I got the book.
0: Outstanding. Yeah. So, how did you structure this book, and what makes it unique? I mean, one of the things I about books about voiceover is, unless you hear it, it's you're you're just describing stuff. How did you How did you format it well, and make that work?
3: Well, this is. Um, well, it's it, you can tell the difference in and size. You know, from where it's where it started to the. Uh, to how, where it's become but it's I have a lot of techniques so that I've worked on over the years and the techniques are uh, How to put it in your body how to move how to how to Interpret the script because you know learning the voiceover business people would go. That's great But you had no idea what you did so I had to figure it out for myself so uh, so the first part is about technique The second part is about application to a whole series of different types of scripts. And the third part is about marketing. And then in the midst of it that I have people that I've interviewed, whether it's Bob Bergen or uh, Dave Fennoy, Uh, there are just a ton of people that that are out there uh, uh, in their different areas of expertise. So that they would say what kind of microphone they use, what their setup is, here's some some, um, advice. So it's really very, very thorough. Um, so I just wanted to to give what I had inside me and say, Here, this is it. And people say yeah, I, sh- I should create an audiobook of it. No, it's too much. I did something else instead. I created a podcast. Ah. Yeah. yeah so, so early I, on
0: in the podcasting days. How long have you been doing?
3: Well, it? I wouldn't say that was early on. So the what happened then, I changed publishers and I went um uh, to to the one that I currently have. Um and, the, uh, and uh, this is at Allworth Press. And then they had a meeting. And this is like in twenty eighteen. And said, "We, uh, your name came up, um, and so we want you to write a book about uh, called Voiceovers for Podcasting." I said, "Okay." And then I wrote a proposal. They sent it to me. They you know sent me in advance. And then uh, that's when I I came up with the idea for this. So what I did, this is so funny. I was holding it up with one of my one of my old cassettes.
0: Cassettes, yeah. Look,
3: <laughs> I forgot that that thing? I put that behind. It. <laughs> Just hold it there. Yeah, that's that's where and I was at reel to Real prior to that. So anyway, that's a, a glimpse at, at a past thing. That's funny. Um, uh, that was unintentional. The uh, so anyway. So I thought, well, let me take it from my advertising background. And one of the things, as a media buyer, we had to work on. Uh, horizontal versus vertical um formats and how do you do advertisements within that format like news talk is vertical because there are different people talking and it could have sports in there but uh but a uh, music station is horizontal it plays different music but within that same genre so i thought well this is something that people should know when they're setting up their their podcast how to establish it and also i thought well you know if i was going to get into it i want to know What's easiest if it's from one person to a dozen people or a team? So I just went through the various styles of podcasts and said, "Here's the positive thing that you can get out of it, and here's the negative." That way, people can then figure out what to do. Right. So, but I, that was with like a, a hundred hours of research and and stuff to go go along with that.
0: Yeah, and and then there were those of us who were in broadcasting or public service directors who do those Saturday morning and Sunday morning shows that were on at five thirty which was essentially podcasting it's like intro body outro boom
3: and absolutely so- and that's why i was coming from the same background i had uh my class three you know radio dj license back in college and would put on a long song if i, so I saw my friends and you know that i wanted to <laughs> hang out with for a few minutes and then come back you know anagata devito was great uh, so.
1: <laughs> if that song came dun, on, you knew there was
0: some, dun, dun, dun. something like going on minutes. in the studio, What <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we refer to as
3: a crapper. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so after I wrote the book, people kept saying, well, where's your podcast? And that's why I thought, well, I'll, um, uh, I'll create real talking tips. And that way people can see what I'm suggesting in both of the books, uh, so that they can uh, and I use the educational background that I have to say here's the problem here's how you solve the problem now here's your homework now I'm not saying hard homework but just something as a takeaway and you can hear it of course as a regular formatted audio but you can go to my website and and uh, get the get the whole visual of it or go to the YouTube site to see it as well but it's like because I know that people learn um, uh, auditorially visually uh, and kinesthetically. So I try to put all of those things together.
0: All right. Once again, we're talking with Elaine Clark, and we're talking about voiceover technique and podcasting technique and all the things that she teaches. If you have a question for her about any of this stuff, throw it in the chat room right now, and Jeff Holman will get that question to us, and we'll get to it in our next segment. So I think that's a... Elaine is the one person you should really be asking all these questions to. So. Uh, okay, so along with that... It, You've created two, not one or two or three, but two voice diction and speaking apps, activate your voice and adding melody to your voice. Tell us about those and, and how well, they benefit a voice actor.
3: Well, everything I do is uh, I, I see a problem and I try to solve it as efficiently as possible. and. And the activate your voice is a ninety-nine cent app that's uh five minute speech and diction because I realized that people had poor diction, they needed to needed more resonance uh, resonance, and they also needed to work on uh keeping their volume going all the way through to the end uh of their phrase.
1: Don't run out of breath at the
3: end. Right, and then you have to fix it and their technical issues, which you two might know something about. So uh anyway, so that's how I created that. And then um and I, I realized that my signature really as a coach is about how to embody things. Uh, so it's like I, I try to take things out of people's heads. You know, there's a basic amount of information that you have to know, but it's really when you put it in your body that you understand it. And we make movements all the time, but no, don't really think about it because it's just part of who we are. So I broke down all these movements. And then I, uh, so I have an interactive app. app that's uh, adding melody to your voice so that you can play around with, you know, what is a dot? What is an arrow up? What is a carrot up? What's a carrot down? What's a wiggle wobble? You know, what are the different, how do you stretch out a word? So then there are ways that they can record themselves. Yes.
0: What is a a wiggle wobble?
1: (laughs) A wiggle
3: Wiggle wobble. wobble? It's like jazz hands.
0: Oh, yeah. It's like, it's
3: like, whoa. It's like, wow. You know, so it just wiggles. I mean, that's a technical term, wiggle wobble, but jazz hands is really more accepted. (laughs) <laughs> wow.
0: All right. that's just hunky-dory um <laughs> is that a technical term too yeah hunky-dory absolutely <laughs> along with a number of other terms um so yeah give us give us another example of that i mean because people are you know they're always marking their scripts or at least they're supposed mm-hmm. to and uh, what what are what are some of the tips you give people for you know making what? sure that they do those things
3: well, it's about how to take direction quickly, or how to make, how to solve a problem quickly. So, if, uh, and I would just see people write on a script going, "Slow down on this word." Well, by the time you read that, you, it, it. you know, you're,
0: you're past it. Yeah, you're
3: way past it. So, and if a uh, uh, if you're given direction, and they say, "Can you just make that real short or real long, or make, give it some emphasis or whatever it is?" They're just ways that you can just put a dot or a wiggle or an arrow up. Yeah, so if you're gonna, I'm gonna set something up so I can arrow it down to, to finish that thought. I'm gonna stretch it out and then I'm gonna speed up around it. And then it's gonna be smooth, but then it needs to be shaky. So the thing is we don't want to be the same, otherwise that's boring. So when we're reading, most people get into what's called reading conditioning, which all sounds the same and it's very metered. But we all talk, um, most sentences, with three different tempos. So it's also about how do you put it in your body using your right hand, your left hand, and two hands together. Where do you put it in the power box? A lot of this is broken down in the real talking tips. I have some in the apps. So it's like every time I realized that people needed something else, I just created it. So, I mean, the, the, uh, adding, uh, the adding melody to your voice is just 9.99, and, and, you know, Apple and Google Play take most of it. You know, so, you know, I, a little bit comes my way, but it's, I didn't do it. For the money, I did it because people needed it. And the app uh, and Real Talking Tips is so there's a lot of information and ways to practice at home. So, um, so that which is,
0: you, which is the most important thing is you can oh, read all right. about this stuff, but if you unless you practice it, it's just you're just reading it,
3: yeah. But how see how, how many different movements that you have right there? I would then take those the shrug of the shoulder and the stretching out the hands, and though there's I think that was a wick wobble. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So how do you take that and just say, it within you, within everyone's way of performing, how do you interpret those little markings so that, it has, so that it has a smoothness and a variety to how you're reading something?
0: Right. Once again, we're talking with Elaine Clark. If you've got a question for her, throw it in the chat room, because I'm sure you all have questions after she's talking about all this stuff. Uh, now you, we know you coach voice actors, and we've been talking a little bit about podcasters but you also coach business professionals and teach them how to speak better. Cause I've seen some people get on some of those political talk shows or business talk shows and go, why did they put this person on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> how, do, how, well, do you, how do you teach them?
3: All, well, it's all about communication, but with different scripts. That's Not really right. what it's about. So, and different purposes. And, um, so with, um, so what I if I'm working with uh, a business executive, they're usually ha- going to some sort of event or being interviewed or doing a presentation. They want to make sure that X happens in a particular way. So then uh, I watch usually watch them for, uh, do their thing and then add comments of how to correct it and then how to get feel comfortable when you're doing it. Some people are getting ready for a TED talk. Some people are. Uh, going on uh, being interviewed for a product that they've um, that they've created or a service that they have that they're going to go on a junket. So I help them with how to succinctly talk about what their their call to action is or what their main thought is, because especially when someone's in business, they have so much stuff that they know. It's easy to go on a gazillion tangents and then people just know that you have a, a lot of stuff, but they don't know why you're actually talking. So it's just, uh, so part of that is just shaving off what they're saying. Mm, All right. Uh, Notice how I just shaved off right there.
0: Yeah, now explain what you mean by shaved off. I'm like, well. Yeah, well, it's
3: about how do you stop, stop talking and don't make it constant. So you have to make it, that's how the interaction happens.
0: Uh, I know a couple of people that could learn that. Just Mm -hmm. take a breath. Finish, finish your thought. Stop. Let somebody else say something.
3: Yeah. And when you start editing, that's when you realize, man, oh, those little breaks are great. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> like, they sure are.
1: <laughs> just like
3: articulators are great for editing. Right. So the T's, the D's, the K's, you know, so if you leave them off, you don't have as easy uh, an edit. So that's why, you know, just some of the exercises like ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta are in the app.
0: Ah, all right. What, what's the name of the app again? They, it's they, Activate
3: they, Your Voice. Right. And the other one is Adding Melody to Your Voice.
0: I, I recommend those to anybody who is learning how to do voiceover or has been doing it for 40 years. Like, I, like I have people
3: that say they, do, they work on those right before any meeting, before any recording, so mm-hmm. it becomes sort of like they're, they're centering.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you're also a featured instructor in Terry Nicole's voice-over e-learning accelerator course how did that come about hey you're doing everything
3: <laughs> well i get connected well i was um uh everett oliver was was coaching terry and said you know who you should go with he said because uh he said go to go to elaine i'm uh i'm called the reprogrammer so I take people out of their head and put them in their body and figure out, not that she was, but it's just like, let's reprogram. We just hit it off because she came from an education background. She got, I think she got an MFA in it. So it's like, whoa, you're way ahead of me. You're using bigger words. But, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I just got, a, got an additional degree. Um, so uh, anyway, so we started talking and then she started talking about e-learning. And I've, I've worked on th- at least a thousand e-learnings over the course of time. Um, either either recording it, uh, performing it, um, casting it, uh, uh, engineering it, something, you know, directing it. So the whole thing for, for years, since the beginning of dial-up. You know, we had to wait for it to come out. <laughs> yeah, it took a while to get there, but we actually could hear it. So she started talking about this um, voiceover e-learning accelerator, and then wanted me to provide some content. And that's where I add, uh, added the melody section to it and some other, other parts to it. And it's a really, really good um, you know, self-guided program that you can just you can get um, that to, to, anyway, she just did a, a fabulous job putting it together, and I'm, I'm really pleased to be part of it.
0: All righty. Once again, we're talking with Elaine Clark. Got a question, throw it in the chat room. We've, we'll get to those in just a couple of minutes. Now, you also have a connection in Bristol, <laughs> England, teaching video game acting classes for Brava UK. Uh, how did you get there? I mean, you're, you're working well, with everybody. Uh, and-
3: it's all about relationships. Yeah. you know so i mean the one reason why george and i are friends is because we were the only ones left after a vio atlanta thing and then we just looked at each other and said our planes not leaving for a long time went to a restaurant and had some drinks and that's when we became friends it was really just because we looked at the whole hotel yeah. was empty yeah. so that's when it all happened so that was so it's really about building relationships and um uh, so she was in san francisco and took some classes with me, and then we start. I thought, well, she's like the British version of me in a way. Um, uh, so she went back to England and was uh, used her demos that, that I, you know, because I I produced demos, I produced them for her, and it was getting her tons of work. Uh, but she was already uh, had been in radio for a long time and had a lot of experience. And she said, I think about um, starting, going to start a voiceover school. So just prepare yourself. You know, I had mine for thirty-two years. It's going to be a lot of. You got to set your set your time limits because it can be a lot so anyway so she she does everything really classy so I um, I'm not sure whether you know that I've you know I've worked on like 85 video games either as a director casting uh, producing engineering uh, edge and I've uh, and I directed the original uh, American version of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and a few other uh, anime and some some cartoons so I thought well I'll just do the um, character uh, so I'm ahead of the character track so I just wrote a script uh, and then we go in and, and we record it uh, over in their studio uh, in, in Bristol, which is really fun. And then I, of course, do Zoom classes, which, which is fun because it's uh, morning in the U.S. and it's evening for them, which I like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always,
0: always fun doing stuff in Mumbai. Can you, yes. can you, can you do it at, at, you know, at Two, six yeah. in the morning? And
3: like, mm-hmm. uh, like, do you want me to be coherent?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's late at night for them yeah. and, they're, and they've been yeah. doing it all day and they're like you know they're hardly coherent either
3: yeah well and one of the things about me not to cut you off but um no, no, sorry please. um but it was uh, i i like to find patterns in what what is there so i have i've been teaching character stuff and directing it for years and years for decades so what i do is, and when i teach it is just i do a you learn this, and then with that, and then with that, you, and then you build it. Because also having an education degree, a lot of people just do a dump of information, and it's really hard for the actor to uh, filter through all of that. It needs a needs a program in order to to get there. And I think that most everyone, when they start teaching, they just say, "I'm so excited! I have so much stuff." Blah, and then it just is there, right. and so over a course of time it just it just sort of changes yeah you got to
0: chunk that stuff down you can't yeah you can't like aim a fire hose of information at people and expect them to know that mm-hmm. all right now this is fascinating i'm i'm going to list off a bunch of your skills
3: okay
0: and let me know if i left anything off let's see entrepreneur business owner educator coach actor author audio engineer app creator Podcaster who's worked in some capacity or another in commercials, narrations, e-learning, museums, museum tours, video games, anime cartoons, toys, film looping, film acting, and apps. Did I leave out anything?
3: Um. Yeah. Um. Audiobooks uh, yep. is one. So I uh, I work with some of the the major um, uh, publishing companies and record famous people. my studio and also sometimes I record myself I'm currently working on a really good reading uh, I'm narrating a really cool uh, book about art right now so anyway so uh, that's uh, I'll give you a little little tidbit of information sure So in the 1960s well 1964 the um, there uh, they had the New York World's Fair and they wanted to bring in a, a huge statue that was at the Vatican and so they put it on a U.S. nuclear sub.
0: <laughs> I remember seeing you, it was the Pieta.
3: Yes, but can you believe that? That is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm just, I, I just love history, and I love um, hearing about all that stuff. So anyway, that's one. On the other is I'm, I'm a playwright. I've written a few plays that have been produced. I'm working with a, a, a really good producer right now, so we hope to get the— get this comedy up and going next year. We had some fits and starts. You might've heard of the pandemic that was kind of giving a, giving a little problems in the theater uh, world. But uh, anyway, so the goal is to try to get it out there for the world to see, because it's really pretty funny.
0: All right. Uh, once again, we're talking with Elaine Clark. Got a question, through it in the chat room. We're going to take a break right now, and we're going to get to your questions right after that. So don't go away. We'll be right back on Voice Over Body Shop.
2: This is the Latin lover narrator from Jane the Virgin, Anthony Mendez, and you're enjoying Dan and George on The Voiceover Body Shop.
0: Setting up for voiceover recording on the road can be a real hassle. You can't bring your boom stand with you. The solution? After six long months, Harlan Hogan's VoiceOverEssentials.com finally has their popular desktop stand back in stock. The Harlan Hogan adjustable height desktop stand fits U.S. and all international microphones with its thread adapter. It features quick assembly and has a low center of gravity for great stability, making it great for home and on the road. The two-way adjustable desk stand gives you infinite height adjustment from five and a half to eight and three quarter inches. And the rubber-ringed low-profile base fits perfectly into the pre-cut desk stand slot of both the Portabooth Pro and Plus. They're back, and they're keeping the pre-shortage price. Damn inflation has become their motto. The Harlan Hogan Adjustable Height Desktop Mic Stand, just $39.95 and only at voiceoveressentials.com.
1: And now's the time on the show where I talk about our sponsor, Source Elements, the creators of Source Connect and I've seen a new version. It's less and less vaporware all the time. There's a Source Connect 4 on the horizon. The alpha-tested version is starting to get out into the testing community, and I got to give it a run-through on Friday. And it's a really nice design, and more importantly, it's more actor-friendly, which is what I think a lot of us are waiting for, something that's a little more just actor-friendly, more easy to use. Hey, what's up, Roland? Roland wants to sit here where I'm doing my spots. I'm going to be moving here in a second. Um, And uh, so they've got an incredible product coming on the horizon. But In the meantime, Source Connect 3.9 is your friend. Get set up, start learning how to use it, and get familiar with it because it's a tool that's going to make you go to the next level in your business. Anyway, thanks again, Source Elements. Let's get on to the next spot so we can get to those questions right after this.
2: Oh, hey, Uh, I am about to shoot uh, the fourth of five lessons in this year's big old course that I'm giving away for free called Getting Started in VO, Thriving in the AI World, where we meet what it takes to get into the world of voiceover, what it takes to be better at voiceover with the incursion of artificial intelligence, and maybe some things that you can take advantage of in terms of artificial intelligence as well. So uh, we're in the midst, it's been a, it's been a banger. We're, we're in the midst of five lessons, all free. Uh, if you go to voheroes.com slash go, you'll get those lessons. And it will culminate with the opportunity to join as a VoHeroes Pro at a very special price with some very special bonuses. But first, take the free class. Just go to voheroes.com slash go. That's VOHeroes.com slash go, and I'll see you for all five lessons, and let's see what happens with your VO career.
4: This is Bill Radner, and you're enjoying Voiceover Body Shop with Dan Leonard and George Whittem. VOBS.TV.
0: And we're back. George is moving his location because Ooh. they're kicking him out of the booth he was in. <laughs> <laughs> He'll return shortly. Anyway, let's get into some of the audience questions of which we have a large amount of. Uh, starting with Terry Briscoe, Elaine, what is the most common mistake you see with new voice actors?
3: Thinking thinking, it's all about the voice and not about the message. So really it's out. We are a vehicle for presenting our clients' information to them and also um, using the rhetorical triangle uh, properly, which is ethos logos and pathos so that you have you have your authority your logic and your emotion That's equally balanced and a lot of people that are starting will do too much of one It'll be you know You're talking happy about something that is just logical and the, and there's another one that's you know That will just say logic 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 logic. I mean you don't feel anything and then uh, with the authority um, I mean, one of the things I struggled with at first with the word authority, I kept thinking of my high school principal bounding down the hallway when someone had done something bad. So when I heard, saw the word authority, I would just think I had to kind of bristle. But a, an authority is someone who, who knows it so well that it looks like it's nothing. And so that's a really hard thing that's, that most people overlook. Um, and there are a lot of tells. Uh, when I hear someone that they are not the authority and therefore not bookable.
0: Excellent. Now, part two of that: What techniques or skills did you learn or develop that you've moved on from over the years? What, what, what have you know? Were you working on and doing? And they're like, eh, maybe this doesn't work anymore or never really worked. But there's some things that that you've 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 chewed, uh, moved on from.
3: Well, I think that the biggest one for the first. Uh, I think eight or nine years that I was teaching, I gave a lot of intellectual direction. How do you do things? This is how you break down the script. This is what you want to do. Here's the stuff. Let's go ahead and study. And people became really book smart. But I realized that it got locked in their head. And that's why my biggest change happened when I said, okay, how can we do less with the book smarts and more with the body? So I started using the body first and how to... How to, how to feel and, and commit and get that, you know, get the authority, stand a different way, use, use that away. And that's, um, and also I developed a program called Making It Mine that I trademarked. Uh, that's a different way of looking at motivation the moment before, intentions that are actions, the need that's the through line, and E that uh, stands for emotions. So by uh, integrating the techniques, uh, and they're in the book, uh, there's Money Where Your Mouth Is and also in the podcast and also the subtext, working on that, then if you have that, you know, a lot of the script stuff, uh, the script analysis, it's useful, but it's really only about 10% of the job. The rest of it is what do you do with it? And I think that it was flipped at first when I was teaching.
0: Yeah. Make, make, in other words, you became more organic with, with how you got people to, to do stuff. Lynn, what works... What works within, you know, your particular parameters and your voice and how you talk? You know, I, I find that a lot of people who get into coaching, you know, after, you know, doing voiceover for a year or two uh, or have been doing it for centuries, they tend to try to create people in their own image. And that's, mm-hmm. that's not the, the idea. You've got you've to find what is individual, what is unique about that individual and how does that work for them?
3: Well, it's interesting. Also, I think uh, I used to have things really planned out what I was going to do and how I was going to teach it. But then I realized when I had my general idea of what I was going to do, but gave it some freedom, that that was a better way of teaching. So I often just listen to what someone's doing. I try to find and see if if, uh, if they have a pattern that is causing the problem and then identify it and work on ways to 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 break it open i we have song in the background now this is getting so fun Joyce. We can,
1: we can hear yeah he's having a great time <laughs> i have the gain at minimum on my mic by the way
3: no it's okay i was just enjoying it i just sort of went off on a tangent they're just listening just <laughs> like of all, all the
1: locations there's a stage right over here there's sound checking <laughs> <laughs> like, you know we don't get ad dollars on youtube we don't have to worry about copyright strikes you know yeah. we can do our own thing sorry about yeah. that
3: well, and I think one of the other things is, you know, I, I produce a lot of demos and then and uh, being a writer, I also, um, I I always work with someone to, to come up with original scripts. And I just, I give them an assignment, we write something together, and so that everything is new. And it's really funny because sometimes people will look. Uh, and then they'll uh, I know some some radio stations would call me up and said, I didn't know this particular company was doing ads. How did you how did you do that? And I go, oh, I, I just they used that product and I just made it up. So they were like, oh, dang, I thought I had a sale there. <laughs> <laughs> so but that's good. I think I want it to be original. I want it to be interesting and I want it to reflect the person's personality. And that goes back to I don't want them to be me. You now I want them to be them. And, that's, and I think that's a hard thing for, for a lot of coaches because you ha- hear your voice uh, rattling around in your head. And sometimes I have to uh, hear myself directing that way and I have to take a step back and go, whoa, hold on. It's better their way. Because I couldn't do it that way and get away with it, but it really works for them.
0: All righty. We're answering questions from our humongous worldwide audience. Uh, George Ramos or Justin Ramos has a question. George, why don't you take that one? It's a two-parter. All right, now that it's quiet, I can do that. Yeah.
1: Um, ch- Justin Ramos from uh, YouTube ch- chiming in saying, there's a two-parter for Elaine. Do you have a recommendation for VO schools in the Bay? Obviously, voice Tracks SF or Voice VoiceOne, um, there's some obvious choices, but uh, what do you recommend?
3: Well, I don't think that you have to limit yourself to the city that you're in I mean I don't have any connection with the school that I started right you now anymore and so it's uh, and I don't have a connection really with uh, with VoiceTracks um, because so I don't um, I am not paying attention to really what they're doing at this moment so I I mean I coach people uh, there I send them to other people who are you know uh, that they can work with on zoom so but if they want that you know they, they want to go there to either though that those that's fine
1: yeah and the second part of it is uh do you recommend any coaches for video game voice acting um when she is just so booked for example <laughs> yeah, so if you're too who busy, will, if you're too busy
3: who, oh, like who when i'm too to, busy yeah.
1: yeah like who else to go to for voice for video game voice coaching
3: um, I think that, uh, Everett, Everett, Oliver is really good and also Dave Fennoy, but some of them will, uh, I think that you need to do your research, get your foundation. What I find is that, well, I, you know, if you, if you have the right director, you have the right coach, it won't take long. If it's a not, not a good fit, you're gonna feel it and it just takes too long. And it doesn't matter who it is. I mean, that's, that's the thing. And ha- you have to figure out what's, what's working for you. So I have, a, you know, I have a system that I work through and it d- just because I have everything listed doesn't mean I do that every single day. I don't go, let me start at the top and work through everything and I'm gonna write six plays today. <laughs> it's like it's this combination. I've been in the business for 40 years. It just, it just you know happens. So, and I tried to, uh, that was one of the reasons why I sold the school, because I was, I was directing and producing and acting during the day, and then I had classes on the, on the evenings and weekends. And I said, if I keep doing this, it's going to kill me. So, I, I thought, well, what do I want? I want the day work. So, that doesn't mean I don't work sometimes on the weekend, but they're usually my projects or something like that. But I limit my evenings and weekends now, and my family loves that. They actually are seeing me sometimes.
0: <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> uh, sort of a follow-up to that. What's the difference between coaching somebody for video games as opposed to just doing commercials or e-learning or something or
3: like even that? At, or like even
0: animation,
1: which may seem related to video games, but is uh, quite different.
3: Yeah. Well, I think that you have a basic foundation of technique. So, uh, and then when you have the technique down, then it's about styles but you got to then know how to twist those styles. When uh, What was really nice about living in the Bay Area is that it, we started out with a small commercial business and then Silicon Valley came in and then the corporate stuff took off and then the, the video game business came in and we worked on the video games and I worked on a lot of toys and the toy business was going really big. And so I was able to grow when when the business was growing. So now, when people come in, they're just you know thrown into it. So I think you have to figure out whether or not you're you can learn a whole bunch of things, or you just get muddy. Because I remember, you know, when I was just going from a commercial to a to a video game, I would be too big for the commercial, and I wasn't big enough for um, for the video game because I would get it got it all muddy in my head. What do I need to do stylistically? Technically, it was correct. So that's, that's the big difference. So You have to figure out what you can handle. And that's an individual answer.
0: Right. Because you know, sometimes the video games can be, you know, lots of guttural stuff, lots of, eh, and, and stuff that wears yeah. people's voices out and stuff. And, and Right. You, you know, and sometimes they'll ask you to be several different characters and then they'll come back and say, well, it sort of sounds like you. How do you differentiate characters and stuff? What's, what's some of the well, techniques you
3: use? You know, one of the things is it. Everyone has a different vocabulary, and knowing what the specs mean means something slightly different to everybody. And so, after a while, you got to figure out what is that. What does that mean? Is is introspective, just going, "Hmm, I wonder what's going on," or is it, "Hmm, I wonder what's going on." You know, what does that mean? You know, and that then becomes the the choice of uh, of the team that's working on that project. So. Um, I don't know if I answered that, but I think you have to then figure out what is too big or too small. But this is where I have something that's in my uh, Real Talking Tips podcast about how to uh, how to use the power box. So if I have the the power box being. If I have something very small, and I have to talk about it very small, I'm going to have small movements that are right here. But now if I, I want to get bigger, my movement's going to be bigger. And if it wants to be bigger, my body's going to get bigger. So I don't have to think about that at all. My body's telling me what to do if I get closer to the microphone or if I get further away. It kind of knows what to do because it's an ear.
0: Right. Physicality. You know, I think some people forget that physicality is an important part of voiceover. You, you've got to be able to gesticulate and have
1: room and not bang into your, your microphone stand oh, man. and stuff yeah. like that. And ergonomics is super important in your studio, in your booth, because you need to be able to do that mm-hmm. and have your script at the right place. So many times people have the script and, oh, I just read it from my phone, or I hold it on a piece of paper. It's like, no, it's yeah. like everything. Yeah. The script is everything. It's got to be like right where you can see it. and
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So physicality is a big deal. Yeah. Yes.
3: Because that's how you create your 3D world that you're speaking in. So you got to know where everything's located. You need to know what your perspective is in it, and that's where you know. There's just there, and it's and it it incrementally gets in the body. You can't just say tomorrow I'm going to be great.
0: <laughs> we we <laughs> so say that it, it doesn't always happen, but you know. yeah,
3: <laughs> it, it has its own it has its own schedule. Yeah.
0: Well, lots of praise from our viewers here. AJB yeah. voice actor says, uh, "Hey Elaine, I just bought your book from Google Books."
3: Yay! Thank you.
0: Doesn't say which book, maybe all of them, but, but the whole. Oh, just whole all source, of them. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Tracy Rawl says, "I took a couple of workshops from Elaine at her studios about 2001 or so. Her teaching helped me gain agency representation. Nice to see her here. Nice thank to, you. See, it's always a to see you. Congratulations anyway." Fiber Jazz
1: uh, says. Uh, I don't even have a mic yet, and I am already i already want to hire. I don't know if they mean they want to get hired or hire. I think uh, they, they,
0: they want to hire a lady. They're so excited yeah.
1: they didn't, uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> nervous with all the emphasis that I hear about conversational style. Mm. My normal speech is quite animated. Am
3: I in trouble? Ah. So it's a matter of, of your range. That goes back to the power box. So if you're very animated and they want it very condensed, you have to bring it down so it's like if if you take if you take your hands and you put tension on it as you're making it smaller you're actually engaging more of the muscles in the core so that's how you can bring it down and then when you're going and you're making it really big because a lot of times it's you know looser muscles and you know kind of like woo like doing the wave woo i didn't use really use any muscles unless you're playing a character that's got some grit you know, so it's really uh, what I always do when I'm finding a character is what's the core location of the character and how can I build from there? So that's anyway, it's, it's just how to how to how to do that. Right. Um, right.
0: Well, he, he's saying, you know, he's he says, I'm nervous with all the emphasis that I hear about conversational style.
3: You know, mm-hmm. there,
0: there are some people that just you know, they'll send me a demo or, or so I can hear their audio, and I'm like, oh, my God. They're just over the top, trying to be an announcer, thinking that that's what voiceover is. And they're, you know, probably, you know, 50 years behind the times there. How do you get people, someone to get out of that, that announcer sort of, uh, you know, it's, mode? Mindset.
3: It's the imagination. You have to imagine where you are, what you're doing, why you're talking, what's your purpose? So we all have walked into a room and been either been too loud and realized it was inappropriate. You know, it doesn't mean that you were not genuine to yourself, but it just meant that it was inappropriate. So you got to figure out the application. And I think that that's why doing some research and knowing what the styles are and how they're going to be used and how you're solving someone else's problem. And then you're just offering the suggestion. That's what you're doing rather than trying to get the next voiceover job and making your voice sound lovely, yeah, that's not, that's not conversational,
0: yeah, no, exactly. But a lot of people keep doing that, which is why most people are trying to be in voiceover and some people are They're swinging doing a miss. It. Swing yeah. and a miss, swing and a
1: miss, swinging and yeah. miss.
0: All righty, great question, Daniels. yeah, great question. Here it says, Voiceover requires constantly altering slash manipulating emotional state to effectively emote that's quite a sentence right there uh um, i don't can even know this, if i
3: understand that okay
0: so. okay well can this impact one's emotional mental health stability in life <laughs> ah,
3: okay well now that's like that's like a major acting question right uh for some people yes i think well, if you're in commercials um we are happy and that's, what, I think, one reason why the voiceover people, uh, community, are very happy people. Because you have to, you have to, you go like, oh no, I have an owie, but it's fixed. <laughs> it really does, it's very, uh, if you get into video games, it can be more intense. So if there's a mental health issue, dealing with a certain kind of game and a certain kind of character, say no. You know, but if, but for commercials and narrations typically, you don't really have a lot of those, lot of those issues. Um, you know, Just because it's just, you have an hour, you fix it. Everything, it's all better. It's all about the simplicity. You always have to show the pain point, just like with any business. Going back to the question about how do business execs, I have to recognize what their pain point is and then um, work on, get, on getting rid of that pain, uh, identifying it, getting rid of it, and then having a solution at the end. That's everything that we pick up. So even George was talking earlier, the pain point was with actors with Source Connect going, how do I use it? And you're going like some of the pain points about to go away, you know, so that it becomes more actor friendly, friendly. And then we go, whoa. Mm,
1: Yeah, that's what we're looking for. Friendliness. And I think I think people I think he's wondering if he's going to become like Nicolas Cage, because I think everybody (laughs) thinks of Nicolas Cage as being the character Nicolas Cage in real life. Because all they ever see of Nicolas Cage is on movies, right? Right. He even did that film where he plays himself in real life as an actor, which is hilarious. It's so great. It is. I like that. It's really Um, good. So I think that there's some concern of that happening. But certainly being an actor, I mean, I'm not an actor at all. Like I have no training and I don't act. But doing the show, hosting this, being on, having to sound uh, articulate, string some words together, improvise a spot for Source Connect for six years. Um, (laughs) All that kind of stuff. That's all skill that's built over time. And it does bleed into real life because then when you're in it, I feel that I find personally that it's easier for me now to be in a mixed situation sitting down for dinner or lunch with people I don't really know. And I can, maybe sometimes I have to dial it back and not be on and feel like I'm hosting. Um, But I feel more comfortable, and it's because of doing this year after year after year. So mm-hmm. hopefully whatever you get out of this training and practice of and craft of acting and voiceover oh, will always end up being a net positive to you in your personal life, not a, not a negative at all.
3: It, that's why it all comes down to communication. I don't really call myself a voiceover coach as much as a, a communication coach because it, it goes through the whole you know your whole life so I would tell people like as you learn voiceovers how you relate to people is very very similar because it's not the art of advertising is never to demand but to suggest and so when you suggest change to someone they're more likely to take it to make that change than when you demand it and so all of a sudden you start doing enough of this and your regular day job it starts seeping into your your personal life yeah so all right i think that's a positive yeah
0: well lane thanks so much for joining us tonight we really appreciate it but i almost forgot you also have an informative newsletter that george and i were actually featured in this month and we're seeing that and going oh there's my name somewhere other than you know on in my mailbox uh (laughs) how can people sign up for it
3: yeah, they can just go oh, to there my it website. Is right there. Well,
1: yeah.
3: that's the newsletter one. The other yeah. one, they just put contact. Uh, but if you can just go to the com. There you go. Um, website. I have a lot of information. It tells a lot about my background, you know, uh, um, about, uh, you know, it just uh, has the podcast, it has the newsletters, it has uh, events, all sorts of things. I I'll might even, I'll even put this on my website, too. Ooh. You're going to be all over the place.
1: <laughs> well, you've just made an appearance, so that belongs in your media and appearances
3: Absolutely. section of your website. Mm-hmm. There you go.
1: All right, you need some sleep, Elaine. It's clear that you're just you're doing this 24
0: hours a day. And thanks so much for being with us. We, it's always a pleasure to see you, no matter where, but it's great having you on our show tonight.
3: You too. We could just talk forever. So we can. It's wonderful, and thank you so much for inviting me to on your show.
0: All righty. All right, well, George and I'll be right back to wrap things up and get ready for Tech Talk right after these important messages. So don't go away just yet.
1: You're still watching (laughs) VOBS?
4: Your dynamic voiceover career
0: requires extra resources to keep moving ahead. There's one place where you can explore everything the voiceover industry has to offer. That place is voiceoverextra.com. Whether you're just exploring a voiceover career or a seasoned veteran ready to reach that next professional level, stay in touch with market trends, coaching, products, and services while avoiding scams and other pitfalls. Voiceover Extra has hundreds of articles, free resources, and training that will save you time and help you succeed. Learn from the most respected talents, coaches, and industry insiders when you join the online sessions, bringing you the most current information on topics like audiobooks, auditioning, home studio setup, and equipment, marketing, performance techniques, and much more. It's time to hit your one-stop daily resource for voiceover success. Sign up for a free subscription to newsletters and reports. It's all here at voiceoverextra.com. That's
4: voiceoverextra.com.
0: Well, guess what? It's time to talk about voiceactor.com. Yeah, it's a pretty simple website name, but what they do is websites for voice actors. Makes sense. And it's real, real easy to be at voiceActor.com. Uh, all you have to do is go over there and you'll get your website set up like that, because that's the whole idea. It shouldn't be a pain in the butt to get your your website together. If you are a voice actor, you absolutely positively have to have a website. And if you go over to voiceactor.com. All you have to do is go in there pick a template you can change the colors add pictures do all this stuff it's incredibly user friendly and you'll be able to get your website up and running in no time and you can start off for free and actually have your website on on the internet which is where websites are supposed to go uh and then it's 20 dollars a month you get even more features with that but if you have to have a website which you absolutely have to do as a voice actor go over to voiceactor.com and that'll make things a lot easier for you for getting online. Thanks, voiceactor.com. We'll be right back after this important message.
4: We are the World Voices Organization,
2: also known known as WOVO. Wovo. We're the not-for-profit industry association of freelance voice talent. VoiceOver is a complex entrepreneurial business.
4: WOVO is there to promote the professional nature of voice work to the public, to those already established in their VoiceOver practice,
2: and to those who want to pursue VoiceOver as a career. Membership benefits include a supportive and creative community,
4: a profile and demos on VoiceOver.biz, our searchable directory of vetted professional voice talent.
2: Our exclusive demo player for your personal website. Our
4: mentoring program. Business resources and our video library.
2: Our annual WovoCon conference. A fun and educational weekend with other members. With the a chance, chance to, to learn, learn and, and network.
4: network. Webinars and great speakers. And weekly social chats with other members around the world.
2: If your world is voiceover,
4: make Wovo part of it. World Voices organization. We speak,
2: we speak for those who speak for, speak for a living. living. Yeah, hi, this is Carlos Ellis Rocky, the voice of Rocco, and you're watching VoiceOver Body Shop.
0: Yeah, you are, and George and I are still here, and thanks again to Elaine Clark. One question there, is her app available
1: uh, for Android? Yeah, we, she says it hasn't is. shown up, but she says that it is. We got the thumbs up on that, so, All right, so uh, look for I don't for know it why there. somebody couldn't find it, but uh, yeah, look oh, on maybe. the Google Play Store for that.
0: All right. Well, thanks again to Elaine for joining us. She's always a delight to talk to and has a lot to talk about, which is pretty amazing. Uh, next week on this very show, or if you're hanging out with us live right now and I see a pile of you out yeah. there watching the show live, stay with us. We're going to do Tech Talk live in just a couple of minutes. And... uh you know, It's for next week, but you get to watch it live and you get to ask your questions, so that's, that's really right. important. Being here tech live is its privileges. That's right. It'll be Tech Talk
1: 109
0: next week. Uh, George, you've got discounts and services for people? Yep,
1: yeah, we got the landing page. If you go over to tech slash VOBS, anything we've got to promote to you guys, like our 10% off coupon code, is right there, so go check it out if you want to get uh, a discount. It's amazing how many sales come in that don't have a discount applied when I've got probably 30 coupon codes floating around at this point. <laughs> so there's always one, you know, to be found but uh, that's the one for us. So that's V O B S Fan 10 is our current coupon code. righty. And
0: if you like this show, which apparently a bunch of you do because we've only been doing it 12 years, you can donate to the show to maintain the Amazing technical quality that we have become that everybody's become used to. No longer is it every week it's Apollo 13 like it was
1: 10 years ago. But you're not it's, allowed to do that until you make a plug for Jeff's IMDb page. Oh, that's I true. just noticed that in the tech talk area. We didn't put it in this one. Oh, so there it is. If you yeah, want to find got... our, our man Jeff Holman in the chat room, go to imdb.com Jeff Holman. Go hire the man. He seems to know what he's doing on camera.
0: Yeah, just a great character. He actor. is a pro. He is. Uh, we need to thank our donors of the week because they have helped us can maintain this technical amazingness. Like Greg Cooper.
1: Oh, thanks, Greg. Grace Newton, Christopher Epperson, Robert Lieden, Stephen Chandler, Crazy Clack, Crazy Clack, K- Crazy Clack, Casey <laughs> Crazy Cracker, Clack. <laughs> Casey Clack. That is. Jonathan
0: Grant. <laughs> Thomas Pinto. Greg Thomas. A Doctor Voice. Antland Productions. Martha Kahn. 949 Designs. Sarah Borges. Philip Zapier.
1: Brian Page. Rob Ryder. Shauna Pennington Baird. Don Griffith. Trey Mosley. Diana Birdsall. And Maria Mackis.
0: And Sandra Mandler. I just wanted to get that last <laughs> and. and you want to get the and in there. Okay. You can join our mailing list, by the way, and uh, just go to our webpage, uh, vobs.tv, and there's a little thing there. says so sign up for our mailing list, and you'll get to know what's going on. Uh, we need to thank our sponsors as well. Harlan Hogan's VoiceOver Essentials. Oh, we also have Har- uh, VoiceOver Extra. Good. Source Elements. voheroes.com. voiceactor.com. And... and- Worldvoices.org, the Industry Association of Freelance Voice Talent. Uh, yes, we also need to thank Jeff Holman, throw the IMDB thing up there again, and uh so we can because Jeff runs our chat room and, and he's doing a great job with that. Uh Sumerlino for being an amazing director and making sure that everything is there when it needs to be there. And Lee Penny, just because he's he's Lee Penny. Uh well. It's stay tuned for Tech Talk right now. You know, this is not an easy business. You've got so many things you've got to learn. You can listen to people like Elaine Clark and some of the other great people we have on this show telling you what this business is all about. But when it comes to your audio, we've just come to the conclusion, if it sounds good... It is good. I'm Dan Leonard. And I'm George Whittem. And this is voiceover... Body Shop... Or VO... B-S. B-S. Stay tuned for Tech
4: Talk.